Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now to take a look at headlines investors will be paying attention to today. And this well as the potential implications. And helping me out this morning is Lee Kinson, the CEO of Astral Asset Management. Good morning, Kinson. Good morning, Elliot. So we've got quite a bit to talk about, starting off uh, with those U.S. inflation figures that were released last night. Talk to us about your reaction towards it and the potential implication for the Fed's upcoming interest rate decision on the 1st of February. How how likely is 25 basis points? I think the markets have rallied, you know, in the recent weeks as investors, you know, expected the CPI report would confirm a weakening inflation trend and that's what happened last evening. Uh, investors in recent times have watched, you know, the CPI data signaling cooling inflation and also they hope that this gives the Fed, you know, the justification for further slowing of uh, the interest rate rises. So for the coming interest rate hikes, I think the market is leaning towards a 25 basis point increase uh, rather than the sharp increases we witnessed in 2022. Mm. I wonder if the markets really just want to look at good news because uh, looking at the CPI report, it did show that inflation in non-energy services prices hasn't begun to subside. And I only bring that up because non-energy services prices affects like over 50% of consumer budgets. Am I reading too much into that? I don't think so. I think you are correct to point this out. Uh, definitely, the inflation data could be rather sticky. It takes mm. some time before you know you can actually form a trend. And I think so far, markets have been pricing in all the positive news. And I definitely see a downside risk if you know the uh, the negative uh, side of the inflation story uh, begins to take shape. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, but it is nice uh, to see the kind of reaction on Wall Street with uh, the Nasdaq on pace for its biggest uh, weekly increase in of the three indexes, a five-day winning streak. I haven't seen that in quite a while, especially because it is a tech-heavy index uh, that's been quite affected. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, zooming out, we've also got the China reopening uh, narrative. Now, I believe last year when you spoke to us, you said it was not a matter of when but how. So, in terms of this how, has it gone up to your expectations and your observation? I think like the rest of the world, when it comes to the COVID reopening, the journey is going to be very challenging, Mm. Uh, especially so when China has a population of 1.4 billion. Uh, But I see it as a path of no return as China economy is not going to be much better with everybody locked up at home. Mm. Uh, With a COVID zero policy, it's not working out in the last 18 to 24 months. So I think the reopening will have to continue regardless. Okay, so we've got quite a bit about China to talk about. Let's see, try and dissect this reopening process, right? Revenge consumption. Part one, you've got the whole FMB and domestic travel first. Just nice, we've got Chinese New Year, intercity travel. Uh, what are you seeing there? I'm seeing that, you know, as part of this reopening, the initial stage of the consumption story will be beneficial to the FMB sectors. Mm. It will be beneficial also to the domestic travel business because people really need to 
catch up with their friends, their family members when it comes to the Chinese New Year, which is the next festive season. So these are the key factors that will benefit from this initial opening stage. Mm. And then after that, when we start to spread it out and you look at the wider Asia or even Southeast Asia region, over the next few months, we're going to have to really welcome a lot more Chinese tourists. It's going to be a key beneficiary in spite of the fact that a lot of COVID check rules have been put out in certain countries. That's correct. In terms of international travel, it will likely resume a few months later because mm. first of all, flights needs to uh, resume. A lot of flights have been removed and, you know, it takes time to make arrangements for flights to resume. And the old passport documents, visas needs to be approved. There's also a need for countries to really align the immigration policies where they come, uh, be comfortable with large-scale tourist arrival from China. Yeah. All this is going to take time and once that happens, I think the Southeast Asia economies and sectors which welcomes Chinese tourists would be a key beneficiary. Mm. I mean, from there, when you look at, okay, I'll, I'll get to the point of uh, Chinese economy as a whole benefiting perhaps second half of the year, but uh, still on this revenge consumption front, if I go into part two, which is the whole luxury sector, you know, the bags, watches, jewellery and whatnot, <laughs> can we assume that uh, they've saved massively over the past uh, 12 to 18 months they are ready to buy more luxury goods uh, this year? Definitely. Chinese have uh, always have a habit of savings and they have no chance to actually spend a lot of their savings in the past 12 to 18 months because of the COVID zero policies where a lot of them are stuck at, uh, stuck at home. Yeah. So in terms of the uh, second revenge consumption story, you know, the luxury bags, the jewelries, the watches, collectibles, cars will be the, the next sectors to watch in the, in the second half of 2023 because uh, you know, by then people would have caught up with their friends, people would have, you know, yeah. eaten lots of banquets, but they need to, you know, continue to buy some of these uh, you know, luxury products. And I see, you know, this sectors will definitely be a key beneficiary in the second half. Mm, I mean, some of my friends, when we sit and talk about the China reopening, a lot of them anticipating, oh, wow, uh, once they start looking at property again overseas, that's going to be another story. But of course, beneficial to, to other countries. Kenson, if you don't mind, I, I just want to dive wider again and really look at this this uh, big picture of China's reopening. Uh, we are expecting some trade data out of uh, China today. Exports and imports expected to have continued to struggle over December, this according to a Reuters poll fair enough what are your expectations as far as this reopening and how we will see the chinese economy bounce back the possibility of that happening in the second half of this year in terms of timing the bounce back and the recovery will definitely happen in the second half of 2023 okay it will take some time for the and uh, for the first six months you know even for the trade data we're not going to see a mm. remarkable improvement in the first quarter yeah. uh, as activities factory activities resume as productions resumes, you're going to see improvement in the second quarter of this year. And then second half of 2023, I think the whole economic activity will be, the whole engine will be, have recovered and you will see a remarkable improvement. Yeah, and, and I think the business sentiment going into China will be quite interesting as well because uh, just nice when they start reopening, uh, PBOC also announced that uh, they're pretty much done with their tech sector crackdown. So investor sentiment surely looking quite good. One of the key advantage China has is in terms of alignments of mm. economic policies, Mm-mm. monetary policies, as well as its overall sentiments 
the government, central government could manage this yeah. with alignment of the various policies. And the other advantage China has is because its inflation is low, interest rates policies could also be favorable for investments and for economic activities. That should be quite interesting this 2023. I've been speaking with Lee Kian Sun, the CEO of Astral Asset Management. Kian Sun, appreciate your time as always. Take care and have a great day ahead. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.